loss helps us define our lives. By allowing our grief to matter, we discover our own strengths and embrace our authentic selves. Welcome to Good Grief with your host, Cheryl Jones. Get ready to be inspired, to create a deeper life, to make your time on Earth much more meaningful. Now, here is Cheryl Jones. Hello, I'm your host, Cheryl Jones, and I want to welcome you to Good Grief, where we talk each week about the transformations that can come from loss. Today, I'm welcoming Shauna Domelin. Shauna's the creative founder of the Growing Up in Heaven program for mothers who want to connect and communicate with their children on the other side. Shauna's personal journey through the loss of her son has paved a path for mothers to move from grief to relief as they learn to make the connection with their child in heaven. A powerhouse in the spiritual communication realms, Shauna's firsthand experience with loss and grief allow her to share a wealth of soulful and heartfelt tools and support on how to navigate loss to find true meaning in life again. She runs her business from her home in Canada and is the host of the Oracle of Light podcast. She enjoys kickboxing and working out, spending time in the mountains with family and friends, and her continued quest for the perfect cup of coffee. Welcome, Shauna. <laughs> Thank you, Cheryl. <laughs> we, uh, we, we are very unecological in my house because my perfect cup of coffee is not the same as my wife's perfect cup of coffee. <laughs> and so we have a Keurig and it works out for both of us. So I can relate to that. That's a safe bet. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> We've both discovered our perfection there. Nice. You know, get it where you can find it, right? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to talking with you because in, in kind of looking over um, various things and preparing for today, what I like is that, um, and this is pretty much true of every medium I've ever uh, interviewed, you don't try to get around grief. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just because we can connect does not mean there's no grief. And so I appreciate that in your work. So let's start where this starts. I mean, there's never a beginning point, but it feels to me like the, the natural place to start is with your loss. Mm-hmm. And of course, parent loss is its own unique. I haven't experienced it, but I have I have. um interviewed many people and it, and it, there is something different, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Losing Absolutely. a child. Can you talk about your son and that loss for you? Absolutely. And first off, I'd love to just thank you again for having me here. I, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity and, and the opportunity for us to chat and share and the beautiful, beautiful messages and energy that we will create. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. So Uh, About nine years ago, um, my husband at the time and I, we decided to have another child. Um, My daughter, Emma, is 16. And so it was funny about mm, a few months before we made the decision, she would come home from school and say, why isn't my brother here? What's going on? When is he coming? What's happening? And so she she was an aspiring medium even at that age. And so we had begun the in vitro process to have him. And leading up to that, 
uh, he started to come in energetically. You know, I would experience him, you know, in my dreams and just in and around the house. And again, you know, my daughter saw him and, and we were so excited. We of course told everybody, told all of our family and friends, and this is what we're doing. And, and, you know, it just from an intuitive side, it was, you know, my son is Jack. Oh my gosh. He, he was named. We, it was, this is what's happening. And so we had, uh, as I mentioned, had started the in vitro process and going through that process, things didn't go according to plan and we lost Jack. And so, you know, and it's interesting because as you navigate the grief process, um, you know, losing a loved one, there isn't a guidebook for anyone's loss. And then there is something different, as you mentioned earlier, when you lose a child, because you're not only grieving the loss of that child here in the physical, you are also grieving that child being a part of your family. You're grieving watching that child grow, grow up. You're, you're grieving all the different milestones that that child would have experienced here in this reality. And so it, it almost compounds the grief in some way. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. a lot of people said, you know, after, after we lost him, they said, you know, well, you know, you can try again, or, you know, you can adopt, or you can do this, or you can do that. And um, I actually didn't fully start grieving him for a few years after I was just in such a shock. And I was just so absolutely devastated. And I just, you know, it was like, I say to people, you know, we, we have a spiritual toolbox in my reality. And, and I dumped that spiritual toolbox out, like nothing was working, the prayers, the mantras, the, uh, the coaches, the teachers, I was, you know, grasping for straws, trying to figure it out. And it was about three years after that I was guided to have a reading with a medium. And one of the first things she said was, well, Shauna, have you talked to Jack? And I said, no, he's gone. I can't connect with him. And she said, he's here. And in that moment, it was, it was as though she was speaking to my heart and she was able to hold that sacred space to acknowledge that that loss was real, to acknowledge the depth of the pain and the heartache and, and everything that I had experienced. And you know, for those of you who who understand a little bit about mediumship and how it works, I literally looked up and I could see my son come walking into the room. There was a little boy that was walking toward me and I just froze and I, I just instantly started crying and I could feel his energy around me. And, you know, to this day, it makes me emotional. And it was it was at that moment that I, I really began my healing. I really began to work through the grief. And as you mentioned, I mean, it's not something that you can just set aside, you know, put it on the back burner and, oh, okay, we'll just deal with that. Or we'll, we'll just get over it. It's not a big deal. Well, it, like all the, all the things people said to you, Shauna, because yes. in my mind, that's a spiritual bypass that doesn't work. Exactly. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Both are true. They're, yes. they're both true. You can miss someone in this lifetime. My, yes. This is the the 26th anniversary of my wife's death. The 24th, a few days ago, right. was the 26th anniversary. I can miss her. Yep. You know the the life we had together and all that, and I can connect with her. Both are true. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so it is, you know, I always tell people it's multifaceted, you know, when you're, when you're losing, losing so much hope and again, the dreams and the plans and, and, you know, Emma had her big sister t-shirt and all of our family and friends knew, and it was just, oh my gosh. And, and not everyone, and you'll understand when I'm talking about Cheryl, not everyone can, not everyone has the capacity to hold space for grief and heartache 
and, and working through that because it's, that's totally different. I mean, it's just, it's not for everyone. And, you know, I've worked with several different, um, you know, teachers and mentors over the years, and some of them are fantastic and some just don't have the capacity. It's not in their wheelhouse and that's okay. And so from that moment when I experienced Jack, then I could connect with him. Then I could, you know, and a lot of people said, what's the big deal? You're a medium. You can just connect with him. It's not a big deal. And I, I couldn't because of where I was in the grief spectrum. As you know, I mean, grief is a dense, heavy vibration. And I was nowhere near the vibration and the happy frequencies that, that you need to be to have those connections with our loved ones on the other side. And so from that moment, I was able to start healing, working through it. Um, you know, slowly starting to rebuild. And I literally feel like a piece of my heart came back to me that day. And it's, it's a day that I'll never forget. And it really, really opened the doors for me to work through the grief and just sit with it. I found, you know, up until that point, I kept pushing it away. It's nope. I'm going to volunteer every day at the school. I'm going to throw myself into work. I'm going to avoid it at all costs and it'll just go away and I don't have to look at it. <laughs> and, and Apparently like, oh. that didn't work out. Huh? <laughs> right? Yeah, no. <laughs> that did not work at plan. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, so it's yeah, it's interesting because um obviously because we were going to to do this interview today, I thought about um, my own experiences. And uh, it's it's funny how over the years I feel more grateful as time goes on about certain experiences. Um, and one of those is that we, we had people telling us, this is not going to end your relationship, mm -hmm. right? This is going to end her life. Yeah. Or yours, if you accidentally get hit by a bus, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, because that's happened to people I know, right? One person is very, very ill and the other person dies. Yes. Uh, you know, life is unpredictable like that. But we never thought our connection would be severed. And I don't really, in my belief system, I don't really care what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I'm connected with her, yes. whether that's how deeply we knew each other or heaven, or, you know, for me, it's the connection that really carries me through and carried me through, through the hardest parts of grief. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I, I just love what you've, what you've shared there, Cheryl. It's, it is the connection. And with, with the mothers that I work with now, predominantly in my practice, it is, helping them to understand that that connection is still there, that that love never dies. You're still energetically connected and that there are certain things that can maybe prevent that or uh, make it a little bit more muddy. It's not as clear. And so that's sort of where, you know, the work that I do, we sort of clear all of those uh, potential blocks or limitations or any belief systems that come up and then, you know, help mothers to experience their child and, you know, depending on how their gifts work and, and really start to connect and feel that connection around them. And, and that's what really starts to facilitate the healing from what I've experienced working with all these different mothers over the years and my own experience. It just, it just started to really give me hope and meaning and, and knowing that he's okay and knowing that we're still connected and that 
that he's just not here in a physical body, but that we can still connect and we can still communicate and he's still a part of our family. And, you know, he, I get signs from him and he pops in every now and again. And so he would have been eight this year. So I see an eight year old running around the house and, mm. you know, every now and again, every now and again, I will see a little boy that would, you know, that resembles Jack. And every now and again, I still get a little bit of a heart pull. It's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's what he, you know, he would have been in that form had he, had he lived, had he survived. And so it's, I don't, I don't know that we ever really get over it or it's done, or I just, I think it just becomes part of our story. You know, I don't, I have gotten to the place and maybe this is something about me or time or I don't know what, but I have absolutely no desire to quote unquote, get over it. Right. Yeah. Not it, not even a shred because when that happens for me, when I see someone walking ahead of me that looks like her from the back or, you know, those things happen, I feel tremendous gratitude that I loved someone enough to grieve them. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, there are so many, you know, so many mothers I've worked with and they've said, you know, well, you know, my family tell me just to get over it or, you know, it's not a big deal. Life goes on, you know, all these different things. And, you know, I tell them it's okay that, that you have memories. It's okay. You may still get triggered. It's, it's okay that you still have this person in your heart that, that, that will never change. And so it's true. You know, we, we love them that much and, and, and it does change. And, you know, again, a lot of people have said over the years, meh, what's the big deal? You know, you're a medium, you can talk to him, you can connect with him, but he isn't here in the physical there is a there is a difference. Yes, there's a difference, <laughs> and it reminds me of, of you know I'll run into someone and and if I'm feeling open that day I'll tell them I'm a grief counselor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and then they'll say, oh, does that make grieving easier? And I'll go, no, not not at all. It just means I know I have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine that could be similar, like. There's a timing, isn't there? At least every medium I've ever um, interviewed, which is several, has said, I won't I won't work with someone who's trying to get out of feelings of grief by coming to a medium. Mm-hmm. And some and some people I spoke with even had timelines that they wouldn't work with someone under a few, certain amount of time or I don't know how you are about that, but do you ever find that people, want to, you know, skip ahead in a way. Um, I I do. I I know exactly what you're saying. You know, I've had um, over the years, there have been, you know, parents uh, that have lost children and they are so grief stricken. They are so, it's almost like they're in the bargaining stage. They, they, they will do anything to have that child back. And maybe if, maybe if they go and they, they talk to somebody who can talk to them, maybe that will help, or maybe they'll understand it. Or it's just, it's, it's, it's almost like they're trying to erase what happened. It's like, they're not able to accept it. They're not at the acceptance of, of what's happened. And I always tell people, I don't have a set time frame, but I do tell people, if you are deep in the throes of your grief and you, it's impacting your daily life and you're, you're just, you know, your sleep is disrupted and you're just, you're, you're just right in the midst of it. 
that that maybe isn't the right time to come in. And I always tell people, you know, I always kind of gauge it where, where they're at, you know, how their world is. Um, and again, that's sort of what I've always done. I always tell people when you're ready, reach out. You, this is where I am. You know where I am when you're ready, come and see me. And that's sort of how, and, and I've, I know mediums as well that will say, no, I won't work with anyone unless it's been a year or whatever that mm-hmm. time is. And that's fine. That, that works for them. And I sort of leave it up to, I kind of leave it up to spirit and, and the person who has lost uh, that loved one. Um, because oftentimes, you know, nine times out of 10, I'll hear from them. I don't know. You know, I just felt like I needed to book in with you. I can't stop thinking about them. Uh, you know, I just, I keep looking at pictures and I keep thinking of them and keep thinking of them. And it's like, well, yeah, that's them. <laughs> They're ready to communicate with you, right? <laughs> that's them. And they know well, that you're ready. You can hear it, that you're ready to hear the messages and, and you're ready. You're at that, that magical point where you can receive from from coming in to see someone like myself. So let's come back to that. We have a break right now, but let's come back to that because uh, in, of course, I always uh, gauge what I'm going to talk about with a guest against my own experience. And I realized that I was extremely open at first. And then later I just needed to feel bad for a while. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I can imagine it could go, you know, in and out as well. So let's yeah. talk about that some when we get back. Okay. Listeners, you'll find links to my website and social media at the Good Grief page at Voice America. Please sign up for my email list so that I can let you know about things that I'm up to. And to find Shauna DeMellon, go to www.livealifeyoulove.org. Be back soon. This is Good Grief host Cheryl Jones. Whether you're in grief, crisis, deep loss, or transition, working with the right therapist can move you forward like nothing else. That's why I'm happy to be sponsoring BetterHelp. Their user-friendly platform connects you with a therapist uniquely suited to support you. If you want to know more, follow the link on my host page or go to betterhelp.com slash goodgrief. That's betterhelp.com dot com slash good grief and receive a 10% discount for the first month. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back. This is your host, Cheryl Jones, and I've been talking with Shauna DeMellon about the loss of her son and how it led her to found the Growing Up in Heaven program. And, um, you know, we were referring before the break to these 
questions of readiness to receive messages. Um, I'll tell I'll tell a bit bit of a story. When my wife first died, for the first I'm I'm going to say about six weeks. Um, people call that a period of shock, but I didn't feel as if I was in shock. I just felt completely connected with her. I couldn't find anywhere she wasn't, if that makes sense. Yes. And then I started having these dreams where she spoke another language or, you know, she was playing Scrabble, which was her favorite game, but it was, I couldn't make out the words, you know, all these alienation kinds of experiences. And that's what actually invited the grief. And it's not that I wasn't grieving before I cried. I did all the things that bodies do when they're grieving. It's just that I also felt deeply connected. Um, and I, I, I guess then I, I had to really go through the hard part. It didn't, it didn't feel as if I was disconnected, just I was going through the hard part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, these questions of timing, they're not, it's not a simple matter of you, just as grief doesn't follow a linear sequence, I could imagine someone could be ready and then not ready and then ready. And have mm-hmm. you, is, is oh. that familiar to you? Oh my gosh, absolutely. You know, it, it's fascinating. There was, I had a client, she booked in, she booked in and canceled probably eight times and she would book in. Okay. Yep. 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 She's booked in. Okay. Great. Super. And then a day or two before something's come up, I need to reschedule. And then she would cancel. And then about a week later she would book in again. And so she did this about eight times. And finally, when she finally did book in, she said, I just, I, I wasn't, I I just didn't want to hear it. I just didn't want to, I I just wasn't ready to, wasn't ready to go there yet. And, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. And um, you know, I always tell people that, Grief is, it's, it's like a pocket of grief that can come up. It can be like a wave of grief that comes up. And, you know, I always love to share with people that oftentimes if you're grieving someone now in today, you know, today's reality, um, that grief can ping pong back to other, other losses that you've had. And sometimes, you know, it can feel like this tsunami that's coming over us and, and that will prevent people from coming in. Meanwhile, there was, there was a client I had about six months ago and she had lost, for five loved ones in the last few years. And she said, I just, I can't even see straight some days. And I just, I don't even know where I'm at with the grief with any of them. And it just became so overwhelming. And it was her first session. We didn't really connect with the loved ones on the other side. It was just more of a, more of a space of honoring where she was and just meeting her there and starting to navigate what that looked like and sort of give her, you know, give her a little bit more clarity about where she was and what she was feeling and just really giving her the, giving her losses, you know, giving her the dignity of, of, of grieving her losses in whatever way she needed to, because it is so individual. I mean, there's, you know, as you know, there's no book that says, here you go. This is what's going to happen. Do it like this. <laughs> Do it like this. Right. There's some misinterpretation it misinterpretations of books that seem to imply that, but it isn't the case. <laughs> oh, no, it isn't the case. Right. And you know, I, I always tell people, you know, it's, I, I read for one family, I read for five family members. Uh, they had lost their mom and they'd all, you know, come in to see me at different times. And they were all on a different place on that spectrum, each and every one of them. And it was really quite fascinating. It was, it was, and that was okay. Uh, you know, and I always tell people, you know, just, 
just to, you know, hold space for someone while they're grieving. And a lot of people say to me, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. And I, I don't want to hurt their feelings. And I don't want to say the wrong thing. And I know that also comes up for me a lot as well. People aren't sure how to navigate the grieving process for someone that they're close to. And, and uh, I'm sure you, you've experienced this as well, you know, and I always tell people it's, you know, it's, you can't, uh, you're, you're not, you're not going to intentionally, you know, add more pain to what they're experiencing, but it's, it's really just holding that space and just letting them know that you are sorry for their loss. And is there anything I can do is one of the most beautiful things that you can say to someone, is there something I can do for you? Please let me know. And just, I think for a lot of people, knowing that there is someone out there, that they can call, that they can, you know, rely on, as you mentioned earlier, having that support around whatever we're, we're going through in our life is so, so important. And again, you know, working through my loss, you know, everyone's like, eh, you know, what's a big deal. You can adopt, you can go you try again. You can. As if, a, as if a baby you formed a relationship is with is replaceable. Exactly. That's a crazy idea. Yes, it is. Right. And so, again, you know, and I love how uh, Brene Brown, you know, she says, you know, surround yourself with people who have earned the right to hear your story. And, you know, if we share our loss with someone who who isn't able to, um, you know, hold that sacred space or or they don't really get what we're talking about, it's just going to make us feel even, even deeper loss, or we'll feel, you know, silly. Why did we even say anything to that person? And it just, it, it can, you know, sort of uh, block our healing from that perspective. And so, absolutely, uh, yeah. And so it's, it's really important. So the work that I do is a, there's the mediumship piece where I, you know, connect people with their loved ones on the other side. And then B is, is the grief and helping them to navigate that. And so it's, it's sort of a, a twofold um, approach to my, my practice and the work that I do right now. You know, uh, I, I, I sometimes think about the sentences that I've heard hundreds of times in the course of 30 years of grief counseling. Um, <laughs> and, and one of the sentences that just came to my mind is, you're going to think I'm crazy, but. Yes. <laughs> you know? And I mean, always in my head. Depending on the person, sometimes I say this out loud, but I always say in my head, no, I won't. I get that everywhere. Same thing. And, you know, people will say that, you know, you're just going to think I'm crazy and I'll just say, try me. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Because, yep. because, and, and especially when it comes to the subject I'd like to talk with you about next, especially when it comes to these signs yes. that, that come, um, if, if I have an honest client, they almost always will eventually admit that they get signs. Yes. <laughs> um, and certainly my friends admit it all the time, right? Oh, look, there's so-and-so. <laughs> 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 and, you know, does it matter to me what that is? Not a whole lot, actually. It's a sign. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and um, I was realizing as I was preparing for today, the signs for me are um, uh, pictures in my head. Nice. Uh, you know, my my wife will just pop in. Yeah. You know, and I'll go, oh, hi. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hello. But, you know, it. some people it's butterflies and, you know, 
I know for you, dragonflies are important. And, you know, all of those others, for me, it's just that person pops in. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's beautiful. I, I interviewed um, Naomi Shihab Nye once about a book she wrote about her father's death. death. Beautiful poet. She's a beautiful poet. And uh, after the interview, we were comparing notes and we had both seen our fathers on a bench listening to our interview. (laughs) We had the exact same picture in our minds and they would have gotten along great. That was part of what we we were talking about in the interview. And you can't explain that. No, you can't explain that. I love that. I love that. You know, that is people are, you know, I, I end every, every client session or, you know, every class that we teach, I will let everyone know uh, what their sign is from their loved ones. And the majority of people already know, which is fabulous. And I always tell people that those signs are just little sprinkles of love from the other side. They're just little, you know, confirmation that I'm still here. I'm, I'm still a part of your world. And I always tell people it depends on how open and available you are to the idea that you can still connect with and communicate with and experience your loved ones on the other side, because for a lot of skeptics and, you know, and I'm, my job isn't to convince anyone, um, you know, I just share the information. If it resonates, great. If it doesn't, that's great too. And so it's, it's really about how open and available are you to the possibility. That's all it is. It's just, you know, it's for me, it's, it's my life. It's my world. It's magical. And, you know, I have to tell you the first sign from Jack was actually a heart rock. And so we were out on a, on a hike um, just here uh, near the city. It's uh, in Kananaskis in the mountains. And we, my daughter was standing in the water and she said, mom, oh, look at this. And of course I'm like, get out of the water. Oh my gosh, you're scaring me. Come on, come on, come on, come on out of the water. It was a fast, fast body of water. And she said, hang on, hang on. And so she reached in and she pulled out this heart rock that is about, I don't know, about 10 inches by 10 inches. And she's holding it up and she goes, whoa, look at this. Jack's here. And I said, what? (laughs) I said, this is crazy. And so now everywhere I go, I think heart rocks. It is just, it's almost like a scavenger hunt. Whenever we're out for a hike, whenever we're out in the mountains, I'll always say, Jack, I need some heart rocks today. And sure enough, you know, we're just getting ready to move in the next week. And I'm going to need a separate truck for all the heart rocks that I've gathered over the years, because it's just so much fun. And so each and every time I find a heart rock, it's like, ah, there's my Jack, there's my baby. And it's just like, all is well in my world. You know, a lot of a lot of signs can be, you know, ladybugs, dragonflies, birds. Um, as you had mentioned, uh, you know, the dragonflies, that's huge. Um, a lot of people will have uh, visions of their loved ones, as you've mentioned. I mean, that's that's a sign. They're with you at that exact moment. And, and so the signs, I find, um, give people hope and meaning. And uh, there was a, a group meditation I'd done a, a couple of weeks ago, and there were 20, 20 women on the call, and they all wanted to know what their sign was. And then I'm getting all these messages after, oh, my God, I found the butterflies. They're coming. And it's, it just creates this... <laughs> frenzy of activity and it's fun and it's hopeful. And, you know, I always tell people our loved ones are at peace on the other side. They're not, they're not ill. They're not in any pain. I always ask loved ones to present uh, at their happiest, most joyous time in their life. And so sometimes we don't know who exactly it is because they're so happy and they look absolutely fantastic. So sometimes we need, it's like a puzzle. We need to figure out who this is. And, you know, it's, 
it's just beautiful. It's beautiful to be able to relay the messages and, and again, to facilitate the healing and to um, give hope and meaning and purpose for, for the survivors to create and live a life that they love. You know, the, the whole, the whole theme of this show, of course, is, is the things that come after loss. And I'm aware that what became, what came before for you was uh, maybe we could say um, a previous experience of having lost connection to your intuition, to your medium practice, you know, this Mm -hmm. thing that you're obviously called to do, society sort of talked you out of in a way. Would, would, Would that be fair to say? Or didn't exactly send you forward towards it and you had to refind it is that fair it was you know and it was it was it was such a shock when when jack was gone it was just such an instant shock and it was i couldn't even process what i had heard it was like what do you what do you mean like i just it was just instant it was like no, I'm not even looking at that. And like I said, it, you know, it was, I'm going to volunteer every day and I'm going to throw myself into work and I'm going to do all these things. And I moved away from the mediumship and just started to really focus on writing and different projects. And I sort of left it and it just, it just wasn't flowing. And so I, I moved away from it and it would, it would sort of pop its head. And every now and again, my grandparents would come through and, you know, our little dog would come through. And so every now and again, something would happen. And I would kind of, I, I, it's almost like the universe was saying, come on, come on back. You're fine. Come on back. And yeah, it was, I, I had to, I had to really start to learn to trust myself again. I had to learn to trust in the messages, trust in my connection, trust in my gifts. I had to, there was a lot of confidence. I had to build my confidence back up. You know, I always tell people, you know, I had to get my mojo back. I just really needed to be in a space where it was flowing and to be the best medium I can be, I need to be in a neutral state. I cannot bring any of my emotions into any session with anyone. I need to Mm -hmm. be a neutral clear channel and clear vessel. I'm, I'm just the messenger and working through my grief. I wasn't able to do that. I needed to set my practice aside for, you know, few months at a time. And then I would, you know, slowly start to build it back up again and start, you know, being able to work with people. And, you know, I often, you know, I said, right from the get-go, when I first started doing readings, I thought, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I want to master it. I want to, I want to be in service to people. I want to be able to share the beauty that mediumship has brought to my life with everyone else. And so, um, you know, people, I always say, you know, you need to master your craft, whatever that is. If you're a dentist, if, if you're a grief counselor or a medium, or if you're, you know, a singer, whatever that is, master it, become it, embody it, become the best version that you can be. And then you are, you're that much uh, greater in that uh, service arena to be able to help as many people as you can. And then your stuff doesn't come into it. And, you know, one of the things I was taught very early on was you do not put your belief systems on other people. Mm-hmm. And as you, you know, right. Like I just, I don't. And if, right. if, there, if there's something that's coming up for me to share that will help someone to uh, resonate with a message, I may share something from my personal experience, but then I also, I always shift gears and go back into that neutral channel so that I can, you know, just be the vessel for the information to flow through yeah. and I can channel. 
You know, that's very a very important thing that, that resonates for me, and it's time for another break. So let's come back and talk more about how how the thing that gives you the best entree into, in my case, counseling, in your case, mediumship, also touches our own grief yes. and, and how we navigate those two things. I just think that's such an important topic. Listeners, you can go to my website, weatherandgrief.com, the Good Grief host page. To find Shauna DeMellon, go to www.livealifeyoulove.org. Back after the break. This is Good Grief host Cheryl Jones. Whether you're in grief, crisis, deep loss, or transition, working with the right therapist can move you forward like nothing else. That's why I'm happy to be sponsoring BetterHelp. Their user-friendly platform connects you with a therapist uniquely suited to support you. If you want to know more, follow the link on my host page or go to betterhelp.com goodgrief. That's betterhelp.com goodgrief and receive a 10% discount for the first month. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back to Good Grief. This is your host, Cheryl Jones. And I've been talking with Shauna DeMellon, who is a medium and I would say deepened that work after the loss of her son. Uh, and and Shauna, we're during the break, we were just talking about, you know, the the resistance to signs or the welcoming of signs. And and I was saying that in my work, uh I often have to encourage people not to try to interpret it. Just if, if someone's coming to your mind or if that butterfly makes you think about them, well, go ahead and think about them. Yes, <laughs> you know? Whatever you think that, whatever your belief system is, uh, that's your relationship to them showing itself. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. If I, if I may, I'll, I'll share just a quick story about my, um, uh, my father-in-law, uh, when we had gone to visit him in Ontario, we were just about getting ready to leave. And he said, Oh my goodness, will you look at that? And we turned and we looked and there was this huge dragonfly that the wingspan had to have been five inches. It was huge. And it had landed on his hand and we all froze. And of course, Emma was like, Oh, can I take it home with us? And we said, no, 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 no. It, it needs to stay here with its family. And it was just it was so fascinating. And this butterfly sat there on his hand for about 10, 15 minutes. 
So we fast forward, we get on the plane and we come back home. And about six months later, I'm out for a hike and I get back to the car. And, uh, you know, my husband had called and said, you know, dad, dad crossed, he, he died this morning. And I said, okay, I'm about a half hour outside the city. I'll, I'm heading back now. So I hang up the phone and all I hear is get out of the car. So I'm thinking that's weird. So I step out of the car and there were at least a hundred dragonflies swarming around the car. And in that moment, I just froze and I knew that that was Terry. It was just, oh my gosh, that was him. And I mean, as a medium, I have different, you know, I experienced different things. So I could hear him. I could see him. I heard him laughing. And to this day, every time I see a dragonfly, that's Terry. And it's just, it's just always warms my heart. And again, I don't. I don't try to, to, to make it fit as you were mentioning, you know, I don't try to overanalyze it. Is it this, is it that, is it this, is it that? And, and, you know, I always tell people just, just allow it, you know, allow your loved ones to come into your world and show you those signs. And you can ask them to keep showing you a particular sign if that's what you need. You know, sometimes people need to see something more than once to to really start to um, be open to the possibility that, yes, this bird that won't leave the yard that's here every day could possibly be my loved one. <laughs> so it just varies from person to person. But yes, the signs the signs are very special and they're fun. And it, again, it gives us that renewed sense of hope and, and meaning and, and connection that yes, we are still connected. They're just, they're just not in their physical body. You know, I, I, I can't remember right at this moment who said it, but it's, it's something I repeat a lot. Um, death ends a body, not a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's what we're talking about you know, in your particular direction, right, of mm-hmm. of um, mediumship. But it's also true overall that um, all the relationships that I have with people who've died continue, continue to evolve. Mm-hmm. They're Absolutely. not the same as they were when the person died. No. And I always, I always tell people that when you make that connection with your loved one on the other side and you experience their essence, it's just in a different form that you can still feel their love. You can still feel their energy around you. And that will help you to heal. That will help you move through and navigate your grief. And it's just, it's so powerful, so powerful when we can make those connections. Um, you know, there was, I'll share another quick story. Uh, there was, and, and the stories from clients, I have their permission to share. I always love to tell people that I client confidentiality is, is very important in my world. And um, this client said, please share. I want other people to know this. So um, her sister had said to me, could you, could, we'd like to book our, we'd like to get a session for our sister. Would that be okay with you? And I said, absolutely. If she's, if she's ready, then absolutely. So she came in and before that, the family had said, you know, we're worried about her. She's just not the same. We don't know what's happened. She's just lost that, you know, that, that, that vibrant, um, you know, vivacious personality just isn't quite the same. Something isn't right. So she came in to see me. And within the first couple of minutes, I said, um, there's, there's a little boy, the spirit of a little boy whose name is Sawyer, and he would like to connect with you. And she cried for the next 20 minutes. And from my perspective, I let someone cry. I don't interrupt it. I just let them go until they're done. And then we start to look at what's happened. So she had miscarried her boy and she hadn't told the family about it. 
And so in that moment, it was like, it was giving her permission to grieve. And it was also honoring the life that she had created. And so her sign from her little boy, um, they're white, white dragonflies and, and white butterflies and anything that, that has wings and flying around. Those are, those are his signs. And so she said to me, she said, you know, before I came in to see you, I kept seeing these butterflies and I kept seeing dragonflies. And she said, I, I didn't understand what they were, but she said, you've given me hope again to know that he's okay, to know that, that he's safe wherever he is. And it was so beautiful. I had received a call the next day from her husband and, and he said, I don't know what you did, but you brought her back. You brought her back to us. Mm. And so it's so, I, after every session, I am just amazed by spirit. I'm just so grateful and amazed to be able to share this work and to be able to be a part of these stories and the journeys and the grief and the healing and just all of it. And it's, for me, it's twofold, you know, I mean, there's intense grief and pain and loss, and there's also beauty and hope and meaning. And so it goes between both realities for, for me and the work that I do. You're bringing up a couple of things that interest me a lot. And one of them is um, a deeply held idea of mine that if we say yes to grief, if we allow it, um, we don't end up sad and diminished and the the happiest people I know have had great loss. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, and, yes. And uh, someone recently said, I like your podcast because you laugh so much. Well, it, it's connected yes. <laughs> for me. I don't feel I need to keep that out of it. You know, I, I'm liberated from a fear of death for one thing, but, uh, you know, um, but you know that that uh, that idea that grief is safe and that actually it's disenfranchised grief it's the grief we try to make go away which uh, has so many implications in our world you know the things we try to get rid of that that can't be gotten around um, it's so true and you know i always tell people suffering is a choice you every day we wake up and we get to make new choices So we can choose to have a great day. We can choose to see the beauty in life because whatever we put our focus on, as you know, is what we will create more of in our world. And I tell people suffering is a choice. And and so many people just kind of get stuck in that and and they don't want to. And a lot of people, they have this, this, this belief somewhere in there that if they fully heal, that they'll forget their loved one. And that could be a very common illusion. Very common illusion. It doesn't happen that way. I find that people who move forward have a more have a broader set of memories. Oh, absolutely. It's almost like it's almost like you can see things in a different way. And you by having that connection and working through your grief and 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 you know just whatever that needs to look like, it's like you you're connected into that loved one on the other side and they are connected into the universe. They're connected into so many possibilities. And so you are actually, you know, from an energetic perspective, you've raised your vibration, your frequency, and you're able to connect in to higher energies that are joyous. And I mean, our natural birthright is joy and happiness. And and yes, we are in a physical body. And yes, we do have struggle and we do have things that come up and, and we're navigating life. Absolutely. But 
if we choose to see the beauty in life, if we choose to have a joyous day, I choose to have the best day possible, whatever that's going to look like. I don't know what's going to be thrown at me today, but I'm going to handle it. <laughs> you know, and like Marie Forleo always says, you know, everything is, is figure outable. And I always tell people, we're going to figure this out. We will figure this out. Whatever it looks like, however long it takes, we will figure it out and you'll get there. You'll figure this out. You'll work through this. This will become part of your story. And like you said, you can't just shut it off and make it go away and stop it. I'm not looking at it. No, because that'll just perpetuate and, and just show up in your life in different ways. And I invite people to sit with their grief and just sit with it. And, you know, it's, it, you don't have to sit with it and stay in that energy. You can, you know, I always tell people, you can visit your grief and then you can come out of it and then you can visit it again and you may get triggered and that's okay. It's almost like a dance that we do with the grieving process. Well, I was just going to reiterate, we, we totally agree on this, but I feel the need to, to say it. Uh, pain is non-optional. Suffering is optional. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, because, yes. because so many people think they shouldn't feel bad and that isn't it. It's putting your, your pain in context that helps you go forward. Yes, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Cause, cause you know, as we were talking about before, so many people just want to avoid, avoid, avoid if, and, and of course we're trained that way. If we're in pain, there's something the matter. Yes. But, but to me, grief is a natural response to the difference between what we want and what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. We can't get out of it, but we can go through it more fluidly and, and with more self-support and more love. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And I find that a lot of a lot of the mothers I've worked with, they feel that if they fully grieve, that they won't be able to handle it, that that it will just destroy them. They can't they can't go there. It's they're going to feel even more pain. And and it's it's cathartic as you work through the pain and you're willing to sit with it and and just invite it in. And and that is how we work through it. And I believe we become more resilient. We we tap into our, our our inner strength and our greater capacity for love is really what it comes down to. I have a much greater capacity for love and acceptance and joy, having gone through my loss with Jack, as I where I was before I lost him. And um, you know, I'm I'm a better version. I always tell people I'm you know Shauna two two <laughs> This is the enhanced version. <laughs> I definitely relate to that for sure. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> but, and, and also just, um, you know, for me anyway, uh, I couldn't have thought of too many things worse than loving someone deeply and having them die mm -hmm. previous to living through that. So there's always that reference point. What do I really have to be afraid of anymore? Mm-hmm. What do I really have to, to try to, and I realize I'm in the privileged position of having had a lot of time to learn that, right. <laughs> you know, to, yes. to gain some skill at just riding the wave of the feeling until it was over and that kind of thing. Yes. But, but it's true that it's been liberating to me to just not, uh, not have the illusion that I can't handle whatever happens. Exactly. I might not like it. It might hurt, you know, all of that, but yeah. I can handle it. We can handle it. 
Yes, absolutely. You know, and I tell people it's okay. You know, there were so many days where I would be out and about and I, the ugly cry would start and I couldn't stop it, you know, makeup running down my face. And I just wanted to crawl into a hole. And I thought, okay, fine. This is what's happening. I'm just going to honor it. And I'm just going to give myself extra self-care as I'm working through this, because I know that it won't stay like this. And I know that I've got this and I know that things will work out. I know that. I don't know how sometimes, and I'm, I sort of go, really, (laughs) I'm not sure how this is going to work out, but I do know it always works out. It always works out. And yes, we have that, that deeper capacity for love and that, um, that inner connection to our authentic power to know that we can handle anything that comes up and it makes us stronger moving forward. Absolutely. You know, many, many teachers that I've been exposed to talk about how we're actually hardwired for grief and we've just separated from that, mm-hmm. that we, we do have a natural capacity to, to face loss uh, that's hardwired into us, but, but we, we don't remember it. Uh, so part of this is remembering, isn't it? Remembering both the connection to that other world it's almost day of the dead. So, you know, Um, and, and also honoring that losing someone in this world is painful and both can simultaneously exist. I want to thank you so much for being with me today, Shauna. We've run out of time, but I've enjoyed the conversation. I have as well. Thank you, Cheryl. You're welcome. To find Shauna DeMellon, you can go to livealifeyoulove.org. Next week, I'll have Meg Nacero, the author of Butterfly Awakens, a book about how the death of her beloved mother propelled her on a life-changing path, culminating in a seven-day pilgrimage on El Camino de Santiago in Spain. This has been Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. I look forward to being with you again next week for another meaningful conversation. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Abre-me.